I'm Donna. And I'm Carrie. And we are Paranormal Chicks. Episode 222. And have we got something for you? Oh, shit. <laughs> hey, uh, guess what we've got? A guest. A guest. And they actually liked us enough they came back. I know. Can you freaking believe it? I can't. I think I only made one crude joke that almost made him leave. At the very beginning. Y'all, at the very beginning. But... Do y'all remember back two years ago when that awesome documentary called The House in Between came out? It was like June 2020 when we interviewed this guy named Brad Cooney. And he is the bee's knees when it comes to this documentary and knowing all the good good and being part of it. Yes, he's one of the paranormal investigators. So right up our alley. Well, The House in Between has a part two coming out part two that's how good it was y'all this documentary was like top of itunes for like 17 weeks yada 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 i'm not going to give y'all all the tea of the interview because we talk about that in there but just know the house in between part two is coming out on june 22nd which is tomorrow so y'all better get it get your popcorn and watch the hell out of it yes because i know we will be yes we will definitely with the popcorn extra butter so y'all sit back Get ready to hear all about The House in Between, Part 2. But first, we gotta talk about our, our friends over at Jinx. Oh, we love Jinx. Jax loves Jinx. Donna loves Jinx. I love Jinx. Marley loves Jinx. Peach Poke, you owe me um, some food toppers. <laughs> wow, that was terrible, but Jinx is amazing. <laughs> I kid you not, when I shake the food topper, Marley's ears perks up and she comes trotting over. I'm like, you know what's good? Okay. Well, I know I told y'all that we had been keeping my parents' dog. Well, we took him home and we had a little bit of his food left over, like in a bowl that he didn't finish. And Colby put it on top of Jax's bowl and Jax didn't like it because it's like, that dog's allergic to air. <laughs> but Jax was like, I don't like that. So Colby got out the good good. The and, chicken topper. Yes. And put it on Jax's food. And I'm talking licked that bowl clean. <laughs> you would have never known he had some food in there he did not like. It was a magic trick for him. Literally. So if you want a magic trick for your dogs and let them lick the bowl clean, get Jinx. Look, it's recipes that are crafted with easy-to-digest proteins like organic chicken, superfoods like pumpkin, carrots, cranberries, and probiotics for their gut health. But here's the thing. We're telling you all this amazingness about it, but you don't like it, your dog doesn't like it, 100% satisfaction guarantee. If it's not your dog's new favorite food, you get your money back. That right there makes it worth the money because, you know, don't I got a picky dog? I sure do. But also, I just feel like that is them being like, yeah, we know you're going to like it. But if you don't... That's some big dog energy right there. Yes, that's so, that is what I wanted to say. But even better, they coming in with that big dog energy. They have this program called Give Bark. So every time you make a Jinx purchase, it provides a meal for a shelter dog, which is, you know, amazing. So if you're ready to try Jinx, head on over to thinkjinx.com slash creep for 15% off your first two orders. Two. T-W-O. And this gets shipped to your door. You just open up your door, bam, the box is there, and you and your pet get to open it together. And you don't have to schlep heavy food through the store. Oh, amazing. So, thinkjinx.com 
dot com slash creep. That's for fifteen percent off your first two orders. That's T H I N K J I N X dot com slash creep. C R E E P. All right, like we said, we've got Brad Cooney back to tittle our fancies. Okay. <laughs> what? Okay. Now he's gone. Cool. <laughs> and he hung up in Dalpad. Um, but he's back to tell us about the newest and the greatest with the house in between. Two, part two. So welcome back, Brad. Hey, ladies. How are you? Thanks for having me back. I really thought you hung up. <laughs> did your butthole clench a little? Yes, it did. <laughs> it's the only time it clenches. Oh, Lord. Brad's like, and now I really hung up. <laughs> Brad, oh. I'm so sorry. Well, Brad, what's new? I mean, so it's been two years since we interviewed you last. They're coming out with a part two. We want to give us like a little refresh on the first one. If you haven't watched it, you need to go back and watch it and listen to the previous interview that we did with Brad. That came out on June 3rd of 2020. And it was an episode called The Episode in Between. But Brad, you want to just give us a little bit about the first documentary and Alice? Sure. So um, The House in Between, the first film, released in uh, May of 2020. And it's a documentary about Alice Jackson and her home. Um, She had the house built in 1990 and had some experiences, strange experiences, pretty much like as soon as construction started on the house. So little things would happen. And when she got moved in, some years later, um, she had a, an, an experience in the house that basically was, was so prolific that she decided to move out of it. Now, to preface that, there were things prior to that that were happening, um, just things moving in the house and some um, voices and just strange things like that. Steffi had two episodes of these really strange light anomalies that really frightened her. And so at that point, she moved out of her house and she stayed with her boyfriend, and that's where she's been living for several years because she was just rattled. So she reached out to um, some people, and she ended up meeting John Bullard, who's a paranormal investigator who's in the film with me. And he was the, he's been investigating the house for 14 years now. And um, so when he got out there, he, he had an experience pretty quick. And it really made Alice feel good because it validated what she's been telling people. Like, there's some weird things happening in here. Um, so that's kind of like a little bit of the early history. I got involved, this is my seventh year now. Um, so I investigated for a few years with John and then we got talking with Alice and Alice really wanted more people to know about what was going on in the house. Basically her mindset was, I want to see if anybody else out in the country is having some of the same experiences that she's having. So long story short, we got Steve Gonzalez, who's one of the most, uh, he's like a, OG in the paranormal field. Everybody knows who he is in, in, in the field. Um, yeah. Of course, he was on his show Ghost Hunters, and, and he's one of the more prolific paranormal investigators the, the, with the highest credibility in, in the field. He came down. He also had a, an experience or two, and so pretty much um, it was it was decided that, 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 hey, maybe Steve can help do some things that, that we just couldn't do. You know, you know, we needed basically, in a nutshell, we needed more experience. And Steve was so much more of an experienced investigator than we ever were. Um, so we brought Steve in, and then, and then before you know it, we were talking about doing a case study, and, and, um, and Steve said, you know, we could probably do a, a documentary film, a case study type thing, and, um, and then and we really work towards helping Alice and finding answers for her. Um, so, then, so then Steve reached out to 
Kendall Welpton, who's the co-director um, of part two, and he was the cinematographer for the, the first one and producer. And um, so anyway, so that's how the birth of the house in between the documentary back two years ago um, started. And so now we we're here where we did the film and it, it did really well. It was number one for 17 weeks. Uh, that is most, wild. Yeah. It turned out to be the most watched paranormal documentary in history. Really wow. Blew up. It was so, so crazy how big it blew up. So basically once we, Steve and, and uh, Kendall got their heads together and created this unbelievable film and then me and John and, and and um and Alice and Amy Sabrina we all had our our roles you know and the so the film came out and so many people saw it but they were still hungry for like more and we had more to 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 do so we never stopped investigating from between the first film and the new one we we've been investigating we just keep doing it and so anyway so part 2 is a continuation and 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 basically continues a journey to try to figure out what the hell's going on in that house. So that's basically, in a nutshell, where we are. Wow. Well, I know you kind of touched on this, but, you know, that was one of our questions was, so at this point, how long has Alice Jackson been displaced from her house? It seems like since yeah. early since 2000s? I think 2011 is when she moved out of, I'm pretty sure it's 2011. Now, she does go inside the house. It's not like she's never yeah. put in there. She spends some time in there. Well, she has family come in like she has her grandson come in sometimes and um she'll stay there when when there's people but she'll won't she just doesn't want to be in there by herself or sleeping overnight anymore but during the day she'll go in there and read mail or just visit with friends and things like that but as far as staying in there by herself that's a different story um and i i, I look i've been in this is my seventh year investigating that house and i don't like being in there by myself still <laughs> I, I mean it's just the truth it's just a creepy it's just, it's, you know, it's all fun and games when you're in there with your teammates. When you're in there by yourself, it's just a different feel. Yeah, no thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so is there anyone new to the cast for this new documentary? Yeah. So we brought in some some just unbelievable investigators. When I say we, I always check myself. I keep speaking for the film, and it's really hard <laughs> not to do that. But the directors and the producers and the editors, they're the brainchild of, of creating this masterpiece. So I just wanted to make sure I got that out there. Because it's, it's, when you're talking about a, a house that I've been involved with for like over half a decade now, seven years, when I say we, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, it's not meant in any other way of other than like, it's just part of the team. I'm part of the team. So when I say we, it's just like a team thing. But the creators are the ones that put this thing together. I mean, I don't have any experience in cinematography or directing or producing. That's Kendall and Steve and Vera Welton's Kendall's wife. She's brilliant. She's really unbelievable for editing and producing um but yes your 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 question so dustin parry who's an amazing investigator he was on ghost hunters and then they, they did the ghost hunters international tv show on i believe it was travel channel um yeah. but dustin, so elizabeth saint is in it also and she's just so smart and she actually creates and builds equipment like paranormal investigation wow um and you'll see in the in the part two some of this stuff so those two brilliant investigators are brought in and then a, a um, there's another a psychic medium named sam um he's in it with jill's back she was in the first one jill so yeah just just this is just great now we got some very very interesting and very 
very, very much so experienced investigators along with us for part two. When I was watching the preview for it or the trailer for it, I was going to ask you that because it looked like someone in there couldn't tell you who it was, but I don't know, just how they were walking through the house. I was like, they look like a medium or something, you know, <laughs> I was going to ask you if there was like a psychic medium type person that yeah. y'all brought in. Yep. And you know what? Psychic mediums aren't for everybody, but a lot of people do really enjoy psychic mediums. And Alice is somebody who, who, who definitely likes to have some input from mediums. So Steve and, and Kendall um, decided to uh, bring in another one. So I can't get into a whole lot of you know meat and potatoes of it. Right. Um, absolutely. I mean, we need to watch the film. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But yeah, but a great, great new cast. I think people will be very pleased. I tell people, if you saw part one, buckle up because part two is a banger. It just really is. It's a beast. Well, part one was a beast. That was amazing. If it held me, Carrie, her boyfriend at the time, now husband, and our friend Tiffany, all of us watched it and we watched the entirety of it. I'm like, yeah, we all don't like the same stuff, but we all watched that and enjoyed it. So, yeah, we, we appreciate the support. Like I said, the film did so well. I mean, on Amazon, it got almost six or 7,000 reviews. It is four out of five stars. Wow. That's a lot of reviews. And to have that it many is. stars. It, 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 it compares to like Hollywood, like big budget, huge budget. There's some of the, there's like, there's some films that like the Tom Hanks are in. It doesn't have 7,000 reviews. <laughs> right. No. Well, whenever um, we did the first interview at the beginning, we talk about how the film had been on like the iTunes, um, like top of the charts for a couple of weeks. And now you're saying it was what, 17 weeks total? Yeah, 17 weeks. In fact, in the, for the part two, it's not even released yet. It's releases June 21st. But if you go to iTunes and look at bestsellers for pre-ordered films, we're number 20 in the country right now. That's amazing. And you can, and number one is, is the new Top Gun. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, Put it in the perspective. I mean, I mean, I'm not trying to put us on the same level as, as that, but at the end of the day, it's fact. If you go to iTunes and look at pre-orders and look at and hit bestsellers, you'll see us right there, 19 spots behind Top Gun. Pretty crazy. That's yeah. awesome. Take that, Tom Cruise. <laughs> coming for your job, Tom. <laughs> now, Scientology is coming for you. You shouldn't have said that. <laughs> uh, got nothing. I went. I'll pass on that part. <laughs> So Donna like listed out some questions just so we were, you know, quasi prepared for this. And <laughs> one of her questions made me laugh to myself really, really hard because she asked one of the same exact questions that we asked in the first interview. We asked mm -hmm. if y'all had the air conditioner running. Okay. Okay. I too listened to our old episode and you said, does the house have AC? Oh, uh -huh. okay. 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 Uh -huh. Okay. Okay. So the house does have AC, but do they use it when they're investigating? So can you tell us, Brad, because we know that like that could interfere with EVPs if you're thinking about that, but also I cannot do without AC for hours yeah. at a time. Yeah. I was going more, it's uh, Mississippi and it's, 100 degrees outside. <laughs> right. So I'm going with what you're saying. Um, so here's the thing. So when you combine me and John, his 14 and my seven, we have a combined 21 years experience of investigating one location, which is one of the things that intrigues Steve Gonzalez so much is he's never seen a location documented as thoroughly and for as long by two people. Um, so that was one of the things that grabbed his attention. But since we've had, we have so many years in that, we know what's natural house things and what's paranormal. 
So if it's 105 degrees out, we're going to turn the freaking air on. <laughs> right. As simple as that. So now, 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 now that being said, maybe we won't do like as many EVPs because obviously, um, or, or, you know, certain, certain pieces of equipment that could, an AC could contaminate. We also, we take that into consideration a hundred percent. So we, we know we would just kind of like, all right, that could have been AC. So we don't, you know, we'll just toss that in one category of a maybe, you know what I mean? So, but yeah, yeah we now, now an air conditioning unit blasting at full blast isn't going to knock a baseball off the step though. Very true. You look at the first film. Steve got that, that can of pressurized air that you blow keyboards out with on computers. And at point blank range, it, it finally moved the ball, you know? Yeah. The stairs had a lot of activity in that first film. Do you yeah. know, well, just from the preview, we could see like the ball moving again and yeah. stuff. So it looks like it really hasn't calmed down. Have you ever been nervous that you would be pushed or anything on those stairs? Or is it more just the trigger objects on them? You know what? The short answer is no, I've never been nervous about getting pushed. Um, now I have been touched in that house, but you know, ironically, it only happened once in my whole seven years. Um, and it was at the top of the steps when I walked into the top bedroom, something tapped me on my right shoulder and it wasn't aggressive, but it, it but it was certainly, um, with enough oomph behind it to get my attention. But thankfully I've never experienced anything like dark or mean or aggressive in that house, like ever. Um, so no, no, I'm not really wasn't nervous at all and i'm not nervous about getting pushed on the steps and yeah the stuff we put on the steps are trigger objects and it's it's been active ever since for years now even between films it, stay, it just stays active all the time wow is there any certain person that the house seems more reactive to alice sometimes when she comes in there with us, we notice sometimes there's a little more of an increase in activity and that that makes sense she's the homeowner and she's in there and spends more time with there than anybody else yeah. Uh, we've had, you know what, so, so once in a while we'll do like tours and we'll have like little investigations where we actually invite people to come out. And there's been like guests, people that we don't even know, like we never met them before. Um, and some people just seem like they've triggered, like there's more, like more activity than other times. So it could be that certain people are just more sensitive, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And just kind of filed into it more. And, um, but yeah, I think of the people that are involved, probably Miss Alice, when she's in there, we get a little bit more activity. I think that's fair to say. So do you have a favorite piece of equipment that you use or maybe a new piece of equipment that Elizabeth has made and brought to investigate the house in number two? So I do have some, some, a couple pieces of equipment that I, that, that are my favorite. And I'll answer that in just a second. As far as Elizabeth Saint, she actually builds these things, but they're not up for sale, which is interesting. Um, she's like a engineer, like a scientist, but an engineer version of one. You know what I mean? She's just into like creating and it's really yeah. cool stuff she creates. It's really, really cool, but it's not like, it's not like you can go buy one on Amazon or anything like that. Um, but my favorite pieces of equipment is really not fancy. I don't get it. See, here's the thing, the location, the house in between location, there's so much activity in that house that you don't really need like a lot of sophisticated stuff. You need a freaking camera, an eddy, an EDI, which which measures barometric pressure, which is one of my favorite pieces of equipment. It, it measures uh, temperature, up spikes or downs, um, barometric pressure, and also vibrations. You can set it to where if something's moving or, or there's any kind of vibration, like footsteps, it'll trigger the lights on it. Um, and it picks up barometric pressure, also EMF. It says any kind of, any kind of like um, energy, 
pockets of energy traveling yeah. around. It'll pick up that. Um, so I love the EDI, the EDI, and I love a digital recorder. It's really simple, but to get electronic voice phenomenon, EVPs, with just a digital recorder, you can buy one at Walmart for 30 bucks. That's a really cool piece of evidence, or not evidence, equipment that I like. So really the, the Eddie and the digital recorder, and basically we have house surveillance cameras and audio running at all times in there, but I don't really require like really expensive Stuff. Now, I do like like infrared. I do have an infrared camera, thermal cam, um, things like that are pretty cool too. I like the REM pods. Yeah, REM uh, pods. Just, yeah, I like them because they're responsive. Yeah, we, we have REM pods. The thing about REM pods and, and um, K2 meters, though, they are they are fairly easy to manipulate like or mm. contaminate cell phones, um, things like that. Maybe even like a garage door opener or somebody. You know, you know it's just... Um, now, what I do like about a REM pod, though, is like, to use it as a secondary, like, a, like if you get like a, if you get like a, you know, the mel meter, which I also like that too. If you're getting spikes on the mel meter and you're also getting um, the eddy readings, EDI readings, and then and then a REM pod goes off at the same time, you know what I mean? So if you can establish yeah. a pattern, that's where those are cool. Like a K2 meter is so easy. It's like that thing. Feel like a Facebook notification on your phone, and your phone's in your pocket. It'll set off the K2. Yeah, but but if you want to use a K2, don't use it as the sole piece of equipment that's the end-all, be-all of of paranormal. It's stupid because it's not. But if you want to use it as another piece of equipment that's going off at the same time as three or four other ones, then it makes sense because you're just just like building evidence. You know what I mean? You're just getting more pieces of equipment that are validating each other. Yeah, yeah. So kind of going back a little bit to Donna's question, how she was asking about, you know, on the stairs, were you scared to be pushed or anything like that? And you said that you didn't really have anything that seemed to have malintent to happen to you, but something scared Alice enough that she's not living there anymore. That the experiences, I know that y'all touched on in the first one that she had with the light and all. So does anyone else experience kind of that malintent or get that fear that Alice got? Um, John got creeped out in there one time when he was, um, he was in there by himself. And this is a few years back. And he was in there changing camera angles. Every so often we'll go in there, like if we just want to change up the angles of the cameras that we have in the house, we'll do that. So John went in there one night and he was, I think he was in the upstairs bedroom and he was, he was changing the camera angle and somebody whistled right behind him. And he was the only person uh-huh. in that. I mean, unless they're like telling me I'm sexy, don't be whistling at me. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't a cat call. It was just a weird <laughs> yeah, whistle. That word. I couldn't remember that route. That word. Yeah. So John, John, look, John's an OG in that house. He's been in there for 14 years. That rattled him to where he just, as it stage left and left the house, he didn't even finish, didn't even finish what he was doing with the camera angle. He just left. Wow. And I don't, <laughs> I don't blame him. I'm telling you, I don't like being in that house. I don't care. Y'all can take my man card if you want to. I tell everybody, I don't care. I'm, I'm good investigating in there with teens. And I have been in there by myself several times. But there is a different mood that happens when you're in that house by yourself. It's just a fact. We hate to interrupt this amazing freaking interview with Brad because he's, like I said, way earlier, the bee's knees. But we got to tell y'all, apostrophe is back. Y'all know that my wedding came very unexpectedly with a crap ton of stress surrounding it because it was planned in three days because life happens. Well, guess what? No breakouts over here because I got my apostrophe going. 
I got my little uh, night bottle, my little morning bottle. I got my little sticker on them so I know which is which. Because we know it's easy for her to mess it up. And if she can keep it straight, so can you. So what is apostrophe? So you go online to apostrophe.com slash creep. And you're going to use promo code creep. You're going to fill out this online quiz. And then you're going to take a couple little selfies of yourself, you know, as the word says. And then you're going to have a phone call with a board certified dermatologist that's going to create a treatment plan just for you based on all the information that you provided, what your pictures look like, and their conversation with you. Yes, and Apostrophe treats all different types of skin issues, but their claim to fame is acne treatments from hormonal acne to facial acne, chest knee, like Kenny, back knee, butt knee. They treat it from head to toe. But, you know, mine wrinkles because your girl, I lift my eyebrows way too much and that creates wrinkles on my forehead. But apostrophe is helping your girl out. And my thing is acne and rosacea and apostrophe is helping me out with that. But the, I think my favorite thing is, though, is that you really are having an appointment with a board-certified dermatologist that you're not having to go wait inside of a dermatology office. You are doing this from the comfort of wherever, your own home, your office, sitting in your car on your lunch break, wherever, because they had so many different appointment times available that you could do it before work, during work, after work. And it just really works with your schedule and you're not having to take half a day off of work to go see the dermatologist. Yes, and you didn't have to go to a pharmacy to pick up your medicine. It gets shipped to you. So look, y'all need to go to apostrophe.com slash creep and use the promo code creep and use the promo code creep to save $15 off your first visit with an apostrophe provider. So again, go to apostrophe.com slash creep Click begin visit, then use our code CREEP, C-R-E-E-P, at sign up, and then you'll get your first visit for only $5, $5 hairs. So that's apostrophe, A-P-O-S-T-R-O-P-H-E dot com slash CREEP. Use that code CREEP to get your first dermatologist crafted treatment plan for $5. So Okay, this is kind of taking a, a turn too. So I know y'all have surveillance cameras and all of that, but like this house is pretty famous now. I mean, hello, the 6,000 yep. reviews on thing. So how do y'all keep people in the area or just like looky-loos from coming to the house yeah. to investigate themselves or like, what do you, are there things to keep the house safe? Yeah, that's a great question. And we, and, and, and when, okay, so prior to the first film, Miss Alice wouldn't even think about having, that kind of thing. She's such a sweet soul. You know, everybody loves the mm-hmm. that. She's just a gorgeous person inside and out. I mean, she's just a gem. I think the world of her. So she just doesn't, she's just not wired to think about like, stay off my property. I mean, right. I, I, I caught Alice on video. I, was, I filmed it running after the garbage man because she wanted to give him a, a, a tip for the holidays. Oh, that's so sweet. God. <laughs> I have the video. I have the video. I mean, she's Alice is 70. 70 years old and she's like sprinting after the garbage truck <laughs> i mean i'm serious i think alice can beat me in a race i'm not legit i think she's, well, she's been running from spirits for 30 years <laughs> jesus yeah she's a trooper though she doesn't run from from spirits except for you know she doesn't live there anymore I'll sleep overnight anyway but <laughs> but yeah, once the first film came out alice was still reluctant to put no trespassing signs up but 
she she did because we had some neighbors say, hey, there's kids that are driving up to the yard at like one in the morning. Mm-hmm. They're looking. So so we do have a uh, no trespassing signs are now everywhere, and the house has external cameras for the yard. It's got internal cameras or um, alarm systems. I meant to say alarm systems. The house is fully alarmed, and just I mean, honestly, that house is probably the worst house for anybody to break into because there's <laughs> truth. <laughs> I mean, there's cameras everywhere. You are you're a dead duck if you go in that house uh, not welcomed. Plus, you could get somebody who's uh, like a ghost in there that doesn't want you in there too. Right. So, but yeah, like all joking aside, there's a lot of security there now. We had to do it. I mean, the film just blew up, and and uh, I mean, even the Florence Police Department were telling me that like traffic's increased on on that road since the films came out. And the the neighbors are actually pretty close. Like when you kind of get that bird's yeah. eye view as you come in with the camera of the house, that there's a neighbor pretty damn close. So I can imagine yeah, was, they want you to have good sur- surveillance and security too. Yeah, what's, and what's really good also is the neighbors are awesome. I mean, Alice is really good friends with the, the, the one neighbors on one side. And, and I remember, you remember in the first film, Erin, the girl who... who almost got sick in the backyard. Yes. She, yes. He grew up as a little girl in the house right next door. Her parents are, 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 other, are Alice's neighbors. So they watch the house for us really close. Like when, when, when nobody's in there, mm-hmm. uh, anybody, cars that drive up, they're, they're, they're on it. So we have really good neighbors over there to help also. That's awesome. So in the second film, do y'all dig deeper like into the land that the house is on? Well, I could just say that that one of the things um, that a lot of people made comments about was like the backyard. And all I can say without giving spoilers is watch the second film and read between the lines. I'll be there. Okay. Well, yeah. I said titillating earlier, whatever I said. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, okay. So this is kind of, again, like a personal question to you, but um, what are your opinions on orbs and, you know, things that are kind of up in the air where people are either like, yes, that's paranormal or no, that's just dust. Yeah. That's a really cool question. You know, the bottom line is, and and this is, I can't be any more transparent than this. I don't really know. So what I, what I always do when I see, obviously if you shake a blanket, in front of a camera that has IR, you're going to see all kinds of crap flying around. It's not going to be paranormal, right? Like right. if you have a, a, especially at nighttime when the when the IR is on, I mean, you stamp up and down steps or shake a blanket, you're going to get what looks like orbs flying everywhere. It's just dust, right? So, right. but there are cases, there are times when I've seen orbs that just you can just tell it's not dust, right? So I, I'm able to, in my in my opinion, I can tell the difference between something that's just dust flying around from an orb. The question is that I don't have the answer for is what exactly is that orb? And I don't think a lot of people know, to be honest with you. I think anybody who tells you they know for sure what an orb is, unless they have information that I don't know about. <laughs> I just think that orbs could be little pockets of energy. Um, so really, I'm not 100%, but I think at times, it's, it's kind of like this, like if, if, if you have a REM pod that goes off, Right, and then somebody might maybe say somebody hears a voice, or then, then right second later, REM pod goes off, and then you get like a, a a EDI hit, an EMF hit, and then you pull the camera, and you got an orb that flies by at the same time. Getting back to what I was saying earlier, those patterns mm-hmm. you have mm-hmm. have kind of like cross sticks one another, and that has a little more credibility. So now I'm like, you know, that orb might you know there might be something to that. Right. Some, some people are really sold on them. They're like, oh, it's definitely a ghost. I have a little. I have some some levels of of skeptic skeptic blood. Now I've seen things that definitely I can't explain, and and 
Um, I do believe the afterlife. I do believe that, that spirits are real. But there's other things where I, you know, I'm a little bit, take some convincing. And the orbs is one of those categories where I'm not a thousand percent that it's definitely a ghost. It's definitely like energy of a, of a loved one that's passed over. But I'm open-minded enough to say, you know what? It could be. It could be. Right. Especially orbs at the same time, four or five other pieces of equipment's going off. You know, I get a little more confident with it. But it's a great question, man. I don't really, I don't really know a thousand percent as being honest, transparent. So after you leave the house and you've done your investigating and you go home and you kind of get your shower and all that, are you like, damn, did something follow me home? Like, do you feel like something's <laughs> ever followed you home or you're like, man, this, I've still got the creepiness even at my house. Okay. So in seven years, it's happened one time, something, well, when I say that something happened on two separate nights, but very close to one another. So my, my last house that I lived in, I just moved into a new home in August, last August. Um, but the house I lived in before my current house, I lived for 16 years. Okay. So never had anything, like follow me home or whatever. Never had any kind of paranormal experiences in this house. So one night I'm in, I'm sleeping. It's like two o'clock in the morning and something wakes me up. I'm like, I, I wake up and I hear music and I'm like, what the hell's going on? So initially I thought it was a car that I drove up my driveway outside and they had their stereo on or whatever. Mm-hmm. So and what, but it didn't go away. So it's like, all right, well, if that's a car, they're like parked in my driveway for 10 minutes. It's like, what the hell's going on? So I got out of bed and then I opened my bedroom door and the music got louder. I'm like, what the hell? So I walked down my the hallway, and as I'm getting closer to my bathroom, the music's getting louder and louder. And I, w- I walk in my bathroom, and there's a radio that I've had sitting up on the shelf in my, in, my, in my bathroom. I haven't turned it on in, like, years. Like, literally, three or four years, it's been sitting up there collecting dust. And it's blasting. It's like, the it's loud. It's playing. So, like, something turned it on, right? Right. I'm like, what the hell? So I shut it off, and I'm standing there like that was weird you know a radio that sat idle and off for like years all of a sudden at two o'clock in the morning yeah it comes on right so i I remember going to facebook about it the next day i was like yo this is kind of weird like two nights later it does it again Uh uh-uh no thank you don't mess with my sleep but this time i got my phone and i recorded it so i wake up and again it's like one o'clock in the morning this time and and i'm recording as i'm walking down my hallway and guns and roses is is blaring <laughs> it says she used to love me but i had to kill her remember that you know that song no. she used to love me <laughs> well that's the, the lyrics in one of the songs is she used to love me but i had to kill her that's what was well playing. that's that's and, exactly what you want to hear from a random thing yeah, at one exactly, o'clock in the morning sure, exactly so that was really odd because now like the hairs of my arms are standing up I'm like all right this is kind of crazy 16 years in this house, this never happens, and now it happens to, like twice in, in a couple days. A radio just comes on by itself. So that so that got me thinking, all right, did something finally follow me home from Alice's house? That's the only time, that's the only example I can give you of anything remotely close to, to a follow back. Well, do you do anything to protect yourself when you're in the house? Like, do you wear like a St. Benedict's charm, or do you do anything like that, sage uh, yourself? There's been times where we say like protection prayers. Um not a lot because we really just don't experience any kind of like evil stuff in there. It's just things that move and like we'll pick up EVPs and voices and um, things moving that shouldn't be moving and defying physics. You know, that's kind of crazy stuff, right? Right. But it's mm-hmm. not, not like demonic or never had a sense of like, like, you know, like in Hollywood when like, all of a sudden the room gets so cold, you can see the steam coming out of your mouth and all of a sudden all these like, there's like 500 flies on the window. <laughs> never like that ever has ever happened in that house, you know? So I don't really feel the need to have to, to like, 
to do to get into that thing. But I, I ain't gonna lie to you. I, I, there's been a few times we said protection prayers, and some people do um, like to come in there and and uh, and they use sage things like that. But not not me so much a whole lot. So it's interesting because you know the, I feel like the hot button thing with a lot of paranormal shows or documentaries and stuff is kind of like it's a demon. So what do you feel like, because, I mean, y'all are not saying that by any means is what's going on in this house. In fact, you're saying almost the opposite of like, no, we're not feeling anything negative. What do you feel like right. makes this house so special that people are so, not only people watching, but yourselves included? Like, what makes this house so special that people are so invested in it when you don't kind of have that hot button, oh my gosh, it's a demon or, you know, yeah. what do you think that is? That's a really good question. I think I attribute that to the brilliance of Kendall and Vera because they filmed and produced and edited the first film. And the bottom line is our story is unique. You have, you have a group of people, me and, and, and John and Alice and Amy and Sabrina. And, and we've been like at the same location for so many years so when they put the film out, the first film, people got really interested in, in like in like each of our characters. So when I say characters, we're not actors, but they did such a good job like profiling each of us like in our personal lives and of course in the in the parent paranormal side of it. It's almost like like you know when 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 people watch soap operas, like you get you get like attached to certain cast members in the film and then storylines, and you want to see the next week because it leaves off. You know what I'm saying? It leaves Absolutely, off leaves yeah. like, things like that. So I think that was part of it to where like people were intrigued by like why, not why, but how we stayed together so long. And basically the mission is all this love Alice and we're trying to help her. We're trying to figure out like what's going on in this house. And I think that grabbed people, you know, it's just different. It's not like there's some random paranormal team that comes in, investigates for a couple of nights and then leaves and then they never see him again. With us, it's like a family, you know, mm -hmm. when the, I mean, her nickname is the queen bee. I mean, she's like our, oh, the hive. She's like, right. and you know, she's like, she's like the, the mother figure of all of us. And we just love her to death. And it's legit. It's like genuine love. We love her. And, you know, and we all love each other as friends too, you know? So I right. think that's what in people, um, plus let's, let's be honest, the activity in that house is nuts. Mm -hmm. The consistency of, of activity that we, that we're documenting constantly is also a little bit different than what you see on other shows, like not not sliding into the other shows, but absolutely. I just doesn't. I mean, it's just separate. We just we just separate from the pack with some of the stuff we capture in there. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. It's like like you said, it's consistently something, and it's not a trying to provoke or or I don't know. It right. just kind of happens. It's not like you're setting up these <clears throat> scenarios in which it's going to be like, oh, something's going to happen. No, it's like literally just happening over right. and over well, and over again. Right. Exactly. Well, one of the other things that that makes us different is. We're actually like, we, we spend so much time. We've been there so long. We actually like, we we're getting to the point where we're putting up trigger objects and we're asking for, for these spirits to, to, to move certain objects. And we're getting to the point where they're actually targeting exactly what they're going to do, which oh, is wow. crazy. Like all, like the baseball, like we put that on the steps and it sat there for a long time. So we started focusing on that. Like every time we go out there, we say, please move the ball, please move the ball, please move the ball. And finally, the ball moved. And it's almost like the spirits learned. So now they move yeah. the ball all the time. You know what I mean? And then we got the keyboard to do the same thing to play back. And then the dolls, we started focusing on that. Now all of a sudden, dolls are moving all the time, falling over. And, and you know, so it's really yeah. another element different. So are you fearful that 
whatever it is, is getting stronger. And because oh. I mean, ultimately is the point to rid the house of this for Alice to move in or is right. it to just understand it? Like, so if you're, the point is to rid it, then are you only making whatever it is stronger? That, that's a good question, but no, that's definitely not the, the, the aim. Um, and again, we've never had anything aggressive ever. And Alice has become almost like an investigator herself. She's intrigued by this. You know, obviously she wants to move back in the house and be able to sleep in there by herself. Um, but she's caught up. She's a little bit caught up on what is this stuff? Like what's, what is making this stuff move? You know, she's really interested in that. But again, there's never anything aggressive. Never, none of that's ever happened. So nobody's really tripping on that at all. Wow. I cannot wait to watch it me either well we can't wait for you guys world to see it people can go to um the website which is the house it's a landing page and there's a pre-order link right there if you want to pre-order it over at itunes and we just um, announced where it's going to be streamed everywhere it's like 26 platforms um, oh, wow. so you can yeah we'll be on amazon prime again which we're really excited about and 25 other streaming like dish i mean off the top of my head i know dish dish is on one of them comcast um prime voodoo there's a bunch there's like there's a ton of them so there's a lot of, if you basically it's everywhere if you have a tv you can watch this film it's everywhere um with the exception of netflix we're not on netflix but basically everywhere else we're pretty much pretty much there that is so awesome and then you have a podcast here are you still doing your podcast i really am but i've had to take a little bit of a break since the, you know, the part two thing. So I've kind of scaled back podcasts. I still do podcasts and it's bradcooney.com. And I'm, I'm also on iTunes and Spotify and iHeartRadio. I've just dialed back a little bit, you know, for this project. I don't obviously have a lot of time to do a ton of them. But yeah, I also have a YouTube channel, Brad Cooney. You can just search me there. Well, y'all, everybody go check out Brad Cooney and all of his stuff because we cannot wait to watch this second film. Yes, The House in Between 2. Thank you so much, Brad, for letting us interview you. Yeah, you guys are awesome. Great questions. I really enjoyed it. And let's do it again because um, once the film comes out, you guys watch it. And then down the road, a little piece, I'll come back on and we can be a little we more in-depth. Yes, yes, hash out all the details of us reading between uh, the lines. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you so much, Brad. Y'all check it out. We thank Brad Cooney so much for joining us and telling us all the good good about The House in Between Part 2. But more importantly, we want y'all to remember. Creep it real and, and don't, don't get, get scared. scared.